Welcome to the DNA Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I have a special episode for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so grab your D20s, grab your PCs, grab your PS5s now. Uh, we're going to play Baldur's Gate. We have Holly Marie Michael on the show with us. She is a voice actress and an actress. She is the voice of Saza plus 17 other voices on this game. Now, this is... I know a lot of you are like, well, Steve, you really don't do video games, which is true. I, I normally don't do video games, but we did an episode on this because this game is just so phenomenal. And I, I somehow got the luck of being able to talk to this wonderful, adorable, just amazing person who you, you do a lot of villainous roles. You, you, you love to play the bad guy, Holly. I do. It's really fun. It is fun to do. I get to do it as a DM, which is great. Uh, I love playing the villainous characters because then I get then you get to mess with your your players and stuff like that. Um, but you have been a part of this phenomenon because it is it is a phenomenon of a game. Uh, it has broken a lot of like uh, Larian Studios alone has broken so many stereotypes of how what a company can build games. Uh, the last time I checked they sold over 10 million copies of this game so far, right? That's insane. That was that big a number, that's crazy. So I want you to think about that for a second. There is a potentiality that at least if everybody does one character, Saza has probably been killed 10 million times. <laughs> oh no, poor Saza, she's not that bad, I swear. Say she's not that, no, she's not, she's not nearly that bad. I actually, because I knew I was going to interview I had to play a playthrough where I was, I had to save her. And I, I, I had to, I had to save you just because I was like, no, there's gotta be at least one. We, we gotta break the statistics here, but it's, you, you did. Um, so before we get completely enthralled into Baldur's Gate and Saza and everything that you did with it, all the mocap and just like the absolute insanity that was coming into this, let's get to know you here. Um, and we kind of talked a little bit before the show, and I always ask this question, are you, you know, are you nerdy? And you started giggling over there, and I love that. That, that makes me so happy. Um, so, you know, actually, before we get into that, before we get into your nerdiness, uh, let's talk about the origin story that is Holly Marie Michael. How did you get into acting? Um, it's actually just something that I have always done. Since I was a little kid, I went to the local drama club and I've always just done it. I mm -hmm. went to sort of a, a bigger drama school as I got older and I'm always cast as creatures or slightly strange characters. Um, I've been a parrot on stage um, and uh, what else have I done? All sorts of funny little critters. Um, and... I just it, from that I kind of started doing more voice work I suppose mm -hmm. um the drama club that I went to was one of the first to perform high school musical if you remember that um, <laughs> the UK. um and so the Disney Channel UK asked us to go and record an advert for them mm -hmm. but we had to do like the, the dance the we're all in this together if you remember I I I, I so first off <laughs> I've never seen any of the high school musicals I don't do but I love it. Can you do the dance again? That was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Don't test me. Um, 
but we got asked to go to Disney in the UK and um, and record an advert for them when they were mm. advertising something. Uh, and I was just really cheeky when we were there. And I said to the person directing us, listen, if you're ever looking for a voice actor, that's what I want to do. So give me a call. And they were like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, give us your email. And I did, and didn't expect to hear anything from them. And then two weeks later, they got in touch, and I started recording uh, stuff at Disney. So I did all like the um, coming up next only on Disney, that sort of stuff for them. Um, and then through that, I got a voice agent, and then it sort of went from there, really. So uh, it's been mostly voice acting that I do, really. I've started doing more sort of, I guess, physical acting, um, which is actually thanks to Baldur's Gate 3, because uh, doing motion capture and physically acting made me realize how much I missed doing that. Um, but yeah, that's that's how it all started. That's awesome. So I, I, I've got to know because you know you you were the the, the voice for the Disney UK. Wh- whenever you would come on, would you like pull kids aside or your like family aside? Be like that that that's that's my voice. That's my voice. Yes, <laughs> and I still I do it now. <laughs> what I do you think? Sometimes I do um, that, that sort of identity stuff as well. Now I'm like, that's me. Did you hear? Did you hear everybody? Did you hear? That's me. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> we're very proud of you we're very proud. <laughs> so you don't have to have the kids channels on all the time but... You, you, that's 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 fun and now you get to go because I, I know that you guys don't really have a reason to do thanksgiving but you do have christmas in the uk so you do have you know your holiday dinner you get to say you know what have you when everybody says what have you been up to you get to be like well i was a goblin in Baldur's gate 3 and i was you know all these things and i was like oh cool what did you do i did heart surgery yeah i'm a goblin so <laughs> trumps that <laughs> um and and so because you were doing all the the uh the stuff for disney and everything and what made you want to continue to ensue that with the voice acting side? Was it just because you felt like you had a distinctive voice or was it just something? Did it, was it because you got to sit in your PJs, you know, and when you voice act is what made you decide that was the way you wanted to go with your career? I just love it. And I can't really explain why. I mean, okay. I- Stop talking to be honest that's kind of uh, I talk all the time and so if I can actually do that as a job then I, then I should um but I must say that is a bit of a draw is that you don't doesn't really matter what you look like as it does when you're physically acting so you know um so going from there um you have done a lot of the voice acting here you have uh done stuff for Disney you have done from you did uh Oh my gosh, Blippy! You did the Blippy cartoon. I did. I was an <laughs> aunt uh, from West Virginia. <laughs> I, okay, so all right. As a, uh, even though I don't have the accent, I am from the South, uh, so I would love to hear a British version of a Southern accent oh, here, no, madam. Completely put myself in it now, haven't I? Um, <laughs> you have. <laughs> <laughs> Think about what I had to say. Hang on a second. Um, um, hang on. I can't remember what I had to say. <laughs> My name's Anita, Anita the Ant. Follow me, Blippi. We're going on a picnic. I, think that was I love it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Sorry for anybody who's from West Virginia who heard that. I apologize profusely. Um, but when I was oh. recording that, I they were recording it in the US and they mm. did it. They zoomed me. And mm. the guy was like, are you, are you in the UK? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, <laughs> 
I thought you were actually a middle-aged woman from West Virginia. So well, that's, that's awesome. Do, 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 when you, do, you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, so that's why I say it's West Virginia. I don't know if it is, but that's what he said. So. Nice. Do you, do, do when you hear people, let's say like Robert Downey Jr. or somebody like that, when you hear actors and they try to impersonate a British accent, do you just sit there and go, no, not even a little bit? <laughs> sometimes some of them are dreadful some of them are great um, yeah um, but i mean it's probably exactly the same way around isn't it right if i try and do your <laughs> acting, i would butcher it <laughs> so I, like i try to do voice acting or i do voices for my characters in D D. most of them end up scottish and it's very terrible so <laughs> I, I like i will try to do stuff i and i'm can we can i hear the scottish oh now? you know <laughs> See, I put you out. I called you that out, and I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, "Hi, you're not gonna call me out," but you know, oh my god. Uh, let's see here. What's? Oh my. Actually, I'm going to read something that I read for the, that I have to read. Um, I, 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 I like. I'm trying to find something I can read. <laughs> uh, you're gonna put me on the spot. I'm so sorry. I, I do. Listeners, you can't see this, but I am red in the face right now. Like beyond <laughs> called me out of my crap. How dare you on my podcast? All right. I'm a professional. I can do this. That's my. Are there any specific actors or actresses out there whose work has been profound impact on you and your acting career on your career choices? Hey. Was how bad was that? Please be honest. That was terrible. Yeah, I, I believe it. <laughs> it was, like I said, I just went Scottish. I was like, I don't know what to do right now. Um, just go with it. Go with it. <laughs> it's like I'll just go with the Scottish one. Um, I, I I do do voices actually when I'm bored. I'll sit there and I'll do the voices of like random characters and I'll have them talk to each other, but not when I'm with a professional because I know I'm being judged. <laughs> I just mean I just as I said my aunt was not great but you know <laughs> it's, it's all right like, look I I I learned from a, a, a nobody takes anybody with a southern accent like seriously when you're trying to do voices and stuff and like I feel like because I wanted to be a paleontologist and I felt like if you're going to be I'm not saying southern people are dumb not far from it but like nobody takes a southern accent very seriously and mm -hmm. so I always just like learn to hide my accent however you get a couple drinks in me and I'm, I'm like it'll come out so quick like certain words like henry and pen uh it comes out really quick but i i've learned to hide it next, next episode you get drunk and i want to hear it oh, but we're we're not here to talk about me we're here to talk about you madam <laughs> uh so uh, let, let's get back into this get back to my questions here for you uh being in the entertainment industry often requires, you know, a hectic schedule. You know, uh, how do you manage that with your everyday to day life? Um, I can only do it because of my family. I'm really lucky. I live near my mum, mm -hmm. um, which um, is really helpful. So I've got two kids. I've got mm -hmm. a five year old and a one year old. Um, so my five year old just started school. Um, and so it's it's sometimes it is literally like, are you available tomorrow to come and record this? And so I have to be like, Mum, can you take the baby? Um, so thankfully, she's very helpful. Um, nice. and, uh, also, yeah, and my husband as well. He's um, like at the moment, he's just 
off doing bedtime by himself it's great I don't have to help um so yeah the only reason I can do it is because I have that help otherwise I, I wouldn't be able to um because it, it is it, a lot of it is very last minute um That's... and you, you'll sometimes you'll audition for something and you won't hear anything back for months and then all of a sudden it's like you got the part are you available next week ah, like that so yeah only because I've got lots of helping hands do you, now, do you practice your voices with your kids? Like you're just sitting there talking to them, trying to get the, did, did you practice Saza trying to get your kids to eat vegetables? Because that I would absolutely be doing that. I promise you, or. I, I do. When I read bedtime stories and stuff, that's when I'm like, oh, I'm going to practice a little bit here, get some, get some voices in. But I have done a couple before, which have apparently been too scary um, for my son. And he's oh, really. <laughs> wow. Now. <laughs> We were talking earlier, and again, ladies and gentlemen, because we do, I do have an international audience, and sometimes I don't realize things. Like, I didn't realize Halloween was becoming bigger in the UK, and like it, and which is like the nerdiest, the bestest holidays in the entire world, I promise you. Um, so are you going to do Sasa for Halloween? Oh my goodness, I should, shouldn't I? That would be really cool. I was actually going to go as a giant rat because I have a giant rat costume <laughs> and my son was going to be a cat and the baby was going to be dressed as a cheese but... oh I like that <laughs> I might have to rethink it now yeah. but I am going to Comic Con at the end of October and I might dress I might cosplay Saza for that you really really should ladies and gentlemen look for Saza you gotta look oh my god you've gotta do it and then you just gotta have like have people like air quote you know loot you and give them like a plastic spoon and all the random things that the goblins had on them in the game just like give them bones and stuff it'd be great fun oh my okay. god it would be the the best I, I promise you um so let's kind of transition just a little bit here uh how the heck did you get into sat like goblins like how did you come up with the idea of Saza how did you what knowledge did you go beforehand to gather for this role so um so I, yeah I guess I'll talk about this one now um mm -hmm. so we when I first actually got the audition for the part mm -hmm. I didn't know I had no idea that it was anything to do with Dungeons and Dragons whenever we do video games I've done quite a lot and whenever I do a video game you don't get told what it is it's got a project name it's project mm -hmm. blah 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 I didn't know. I didn't know that's what I was doing. Um, I auditioned for several characters. So I did like a, there was a gnome and an elf and a goblin. And instead of it being Saza and Saza's lines, it was just like, this is a goblin. This is what they're like. This is the accent. And here are the lines. And they did, there's little pictures, um, like artists' depictions of what each of the characters looked like. Um, so I, it was just like looking at the picture and obviously reading all of the descriptions and things and just kind of what I thought a goblin would be like. Like I do love fantasy. Um, so I, you know, I've read a lot of books and I've watched lots of films and things. And that's just how I picture a goblin, like sort of just, <laughs> just yeah, scrunched yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. And that sort of, it said they wanted like a like, like sort of a Cockney accent for, for it. And uh, yeah, so that's, it was kind of a bit yeah that I got the description and stuff through and that's just kind of how I picture the goblins and I've looked at pictures like artworks online of them as well um, and how people draw them and I don't know that's just kind of how I embodied one I suppose. <laughs> so when you saw Saza when she was finally did you get to see her when she was before she was done like the art concept of her or did you not get to see her until she was in the game? 
no, I didn't get to see her. So it wasn't her when I, the picture, it was just yeah. like a general goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sort of at one point I saw her, but she it didn't look like the finished product. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, I didn't actually get to see what she looked like until like the game came out. Yeah. And what'd you think? I love her. <laughs> She's great. <laughs> but the whole oh. thing was kind of a bit of a mystery. So I think this is another thing that people don't really know. But like I say, you don't. I didn't know what what it was. I didn't mm. know it was anything to do with D and D. I went and filmed the first couple of sessions. I didn't know. Uh, then on the, I think it must have been the third session. So the first couple of sessions I was just doing Saza. Then um, the third session. I was going to play a tiefling. I was like, oh, a tiefling? Hmm, I think I know what this is. And then, and then all the engineers started saying, Baldur's Gate. And I was like, what? Oh, my God. And that's a little clue <laughs> that I suddenly was like, oh, my God, I'm doing it on the Dragon Game. Um, yeah, so it's all shrouded in secrecy to start with. I didn't, I didn't even know. It was a very were, nice <laughs> Now, when you were doing this, because you did motion capture, you did mocap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Because I want to know what your, you know, what it was like to do in mocap. But were you doing mocap in your initial goes, or was that later on? Because when you were doing the, your first and second session, was it you were just doing voice lines, or were you doing voice lines and the mocap? No, so we did everything at once. It was everything at once. Everything at once. I think this is the thing. And this is something that not many people know at all. Um, but we recorded dialogue and body all in one. So we had mm. our outfits on our lovely suits um with all the little sensors and then we had like a microphone that came down over the top of our head and mm. uh, and then headphones and the microphone was like attached to transmitter at your waist so they could capture the sound and the physicality all in one so everything that you see in the game all the movements from every single character every single one all of the all of the um yeah all of the oh my god animations C's non playable. Yeah, I couldn't get my P's and C's mixed up. It's <laughs> all good. <laughs> all of the NPCs, <laughs> all of the NPCs, doesn't matter if they've only got like one line, all of mm-hmm. them motion captured, motion captured. So every little movement, every little twitch, everything you see was physically acted out. How, so, what, what, what was like, walk, walk us through like a, a, an average day of this? Okay, <laughs> so go in and get changed into the um, the motion capture suit. So it's basically, it's almost like a velvety suit and you have to tie your hair up and have a little cap on as well. Um, you even have shoe coverings. So you're all covered in this velvet suit thing. And mm-hmm. then they put the sensors in certain places over your body. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're up to the microphone. And then you go into this um, room, which is called the volume. And it's got cameras everywhere at all different angles all over the place. So it can catch you from every angle. Uh, then you've got a screen in front of you, which has got all of your um, dialogue on it. And mm. then there's a screen next to that, which has got a picture of your avatar on. Um, and they look like Power Rangers. And you've got to choose the colour of your Power Ranger at every session, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> uh, and then there's a big window, either to the left or right. Mm. And then through the window is where all the engineers and the directors and everybody sit. Um, so, yeah, and then you, and then you're, and then that's it, off you go. What time does that usually start for you guys? Like, were you getting there like three o'clock in the morning or was this like lunchtime sort of thing? Yeah, it depends really, but it was quite, because it's quite, um, it's quite heavy going uh, Mm. because of the way you have to stand um, and everything when you're doing it. But you can, I think it's the the maximum is like four hours that you do. Yeah. So that's insane. And then, 
yeah so it was like the four hour sessions were like the longest you do so for four hours a day you were pretending to be a goblin and <laughs> was it weird <laughs> was it weird like I, I mean i know it's you're a professional truly i understand that i respect that but at some point you got to be like were, were you embarrassed a little bit were you be like this is, seems kind of silly like I, I get it like i a case in point i just had to pretend to do a horrible <laughs> voice but like you know it's fun but you're like all right i'm a goblin or you're just <laughs> like no i've got this i mean the goblin was fine it was when i had to be the mummy and i don't know if you've come across zara the mummy in the circus um no who, i haven't yet i stopped i stopped i've been because i keep going back and discovering new things and creating new uh, I, I i'm a sociopath for like doing all the stuff <laughs> well when you meet her you'll see why <laughs> she doesn't speak she literally just goes mm, mm, mm. so i had to they had actually the dialogue what i was supposed to be saying but it was like but justin mm's. so don't actually say this you just have to make your like your mouth shut and you just have to mm, mm. oh my gosh that was silly and um, that was the ones so when you're doing this you stand you have to stand in base pose um mm -hmm. which is like your pose that you start with then you do your dialogue and you move around and then you have to go back to base pose mm. every time there's a line of dialogue so <laughs> we were starting in base pose i'd be going mm -hmm. then back to base pose <laughs> and then everybody would start laughing <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah it was really fun that was the one i was a bit like what is my job <laughs> it was like giggling with you because they just it, it, you're all professionals and god bless you guys because like you're sitting there having to do all these ridiculous things i couldn't imagine just being there very like that was acceptable continue on <laughs> yeah that's great it was uh yeah that was the that was the silliest thing of the, the, the one that got me thinking about my career choices <laughs> <laughs> You go home to your kids. Mommy, what did you do? Mommy is right. <laughs> um, but Baldur's Gate 3, this is a game that is set in the D&D the &D universe. You know, how familiar were you with it beforehand? And, you know, has your, your knowledge, like, progressed in, in, because of this game? Yeah, absolutely. So I obviously knew about DD. &D. i was a big big fan of it or i'm a big fan of 80s cartoon um and <laughs> I, was, uh, I was watching i watched the film did you see the film that came out was it last year that came out with um, uh with chris pine and all yeah. of them yes oh my god yes i i actually nerd flex here i uh, i don't know if you guys got them in the uk but the, in the states some of them uh they came with a, a giant d20 as your your popcorn bucket oh, and cool and so I, I i was able to get one i didn't get it because i got it because of a really good friend uh shout out to mark thank you buddy um he went the night of because i have kids and, and trying to go on a, a a thursday night showing midnight showing is almost impossible for me and he got me one and there was even some theaters that got uh the dragon the fat dragon thimberchod uh they got a bucket with him thank you so but yes i am so sorry but yes i love that movie so yeah, so good because like in that you know when they're doing the maze yes. at the end and then the character <laughs> from the 80s cartoon are in it and i was yes. like oh yeah anyway um yeah but so obviously I, I knew about it i've got um i, I remember everybody playing borders gate 2 when i was mm. younger um as well and um 
but uh, the the game, the way you play the game and everything, has, I've definitely learned more about since since doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I haven't really have an awful lot of time because I say I've got a five year old and a one year old and everything as well. Um, but I'm very excited to um, play a tabletop game soon. One of my friends, my good friend Richard, who is an excellent DM, is currently writing a campaign for us because I can't wait to like. Get oh my playing. god! Yes, that's going to be really cool. But. Yeah, I've definitely learned more about it. And it's just this, it's just so rich. There's so much. It's its such an incredible world. I love it. And I'm so, so excited. I got to be a small part of it. Um, yeah, I've definitely you are more. You are forever in history of the D&D, D&D, the nerd culture lore. And this game that you have been a part of is has such a huge impact. It has quite literally added to a new fandom it has made it its own little cult if you will uh and that you know at any point when you were making this game because eventually you did find out you're making a Baldur's Gate game did you think it was going to be the phenomenon that it has become I don't think anybody could have realized like how amazing it would be and how well received it's been it's I think I didn't also didn't realize just naively that I think this is the first time that they've ever recorded done motion capture and recording mm-hmm. for a video game ever and I think even from like a, like a technology point of view or like a video game point of view in general it's really kind of broken boundaries and really sort of changed the game a bit but I didn't realize that when I was doing it mm. um and it took four years I was working on it for four years um it's an, everybody who I worked on it with was really fun and everybody very down to earth so I didn't like people didn't get the impression that they were like you know this is gonna be this and this and I guess that's quite good because it was less pressure. Um, but yeah, I did. I could never have imagined it would be like this big. And and also, I've got to say how lovely everybody is about it. Like people have been so nice. I was a little bit nervous about sort of putting it out there on TikTok and that. But mm-hmm. oh, I, as a um, but everybody, all the fans of it have just been amazing. Everybody's lovely. Everybody is wants this to be good and is enjoying it and is just really. Well, I don't know, good, well-spirited about it. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's, no, it, I, I get it. I, I absolutely get it because, you know, I have played a plethora of games. I have done every kind of RPG out there possible. And legitimately, this game was a breath of fresh air. Um, you can definitely tell Larian Studios put the the love the blood sweat and tears into this game they like you can tell that you guys were fans at least on some level of the fantasy world uh the, everything about this shows that dedication to it and we as a fan i appreciate this more than anything uh quite possibly uh, I, I don't know if I should be proud of this, but I think I put close to 200 hours into this game, and I know my friends had put more into it. I've done Act One 12 to 15 times now. I I just love redoing it. It's yeah. just How many times it's. Did you kill Saza? That's the question. What's that? How many times did you kill Saza? Oh, Saza. So here's the thing. Technicality <laughs> here. I think I've only killed her five times. One time I actually decided to go like pure bad and like I brought the goblin camp to her spoilers, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> brought the, I brought, I, I teamed up with the goblin camp and we attacked the, the, uh, the, the, the tieflings and the, the druids 
by the way, which was one of the most horrific scenes, I think, in this entire game ever, was going down, murdering the, the women and children, tieflings. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that like it's like, hey, you have to go down and kill them all. I'm like, all right, let's do it. And there's the little boy, and I'm like, oh, dear Lord, we're going there. <laughs> it's just a game. It's just a game. It's just a game. I can do this. Eldritch Blast! <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. It was, but it's, it's it was fun. It is, it's absolutely fun. Um, discover, that's the thing. You can spend forever. <laughs> an ungodly amount of hours. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, you really did just <laughs> share a funny story. But I'm I'm curious. Was there any memorable moments during recording this by setting this up? Was there that, that really stand out for you? You was there any interactions? There was another. There was there was one other day which was really fun. Um, so uh, if you've met the character Damon, um, the guy who plays him is Fraser Blacksland. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Fraser, if I've ruined your surname there. Um, but he also directed me on a couple of sessions. So he mm -hmm. he directed me on this one session, and uh, that's when he was he was just looking through my characters, and he was like, "You you make eighteen different characters in this." And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's that's really cool." And he was like, "Have a look at them." And on this screen, we usually have your avatar. They can mm -hmm. actually put a character on there mm -hmm. as well. So he put on all of my characters on top of each other, uh, and made this weird like sixteen arm beast weird creature that was like you know had a dragonborn's head and then had a goblin's face sticking out of his torso and then uh because it was like linked up to motion capture i could just dance around the room and this little this weird creature thing <laughs> around um, that was really fun um yeah that was a fun day uh you know, honestly we're working very hard but you know we had some missing around parts um yeah that was really fun i guess in general like, everybody was fun everybody was really it was really really cool um I loved all of it. Every every time was good. That's awesome. Uh, did you, do you feel like you were in shape for all the mocap, or do you feel like you you should definitely get in shape for doing mocap? Yeah, because it looks like a lot of work. It is. It, they do um, so to sort of link up the the sensors with the equipment. You have mm. to do these like little exercises as well to start with. So you have somebody mm. there like telling you how to do all this leaning over and you have to do, like hold your arms up and twist them around and do your legs and you have to lunge in various different ways and so even doing that I was like oh my god it's really hot um <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't, oh yeah a bit out of shape for that and it depends also the characters because you can you know when I was doing Saza I was sort of hunched forward I had like my sort of gait or my you know I was standing my legs really far apart and really low and so that really hurt <laughs> my leg muscles at the end of it so I've like scrunched together um yeah I should probably have got a bit fitter before I started <laughs> but did, you know you didn't really know right uh, in your defense and uh, so but kind of going into Saz a little bit because we have kind of like cherry picked around her um mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know Saza is this just impeccable little I love you Holly you're an amazing person but Sats is this nasty, mean little goblin, but that was captured. Uh, she's a, you know, she has a very unique personality, that's for sure. Um, you know, they, they kind of gave you some little bit of information, but, you know, how did you really develop this character? Uh, and, you know, was there any, like, particular movements you made sure to do to make her seem more organic? Um, I guess just giving her the, 
that was that was her stance when I got into SASA mode this is how I stand this is where my legs go and I like that was her um and uh, it was just always remembering to be nasty so mm. when I you know once I found out I was doing a D&D game I looked up like looked at D&D goblins a bit more to get sort of you know a bit more in, into them and embody them a bit more and they're all nasty you know you get all these <laughs> pictures online of goblins but not not these ones um and so it was just making sure that she could be funny and stuff in places but she always had to have that mean streak you know you thought oh she might you know might be is there some sort of redeemable qualities for her no <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> um, and uh yeah I guess that was sort of the main feature of her okay <laughs> <laughs> she always had to be nasty you um, just, that extra little like piss and vinegar in it right yeah, was it? And it was like we had so you have a you have a motion cap or like a movement director and a voice director at the same time directing your both sides. And uh, oh yeah, this was they were always just like make her mean, make her <laughs> be meaner. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Like, they want to gut this person, like really bring it out. That's awesome. Um, so we kind of did this backwards because I did want to talk to you about your 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 nerdy fandoms there a little bit because you are a nerd which is great <laughs> there's no look let it fly like I, i'll be honest like you can't really see it but i have the dnd tattoos on there and then one <laughs> of the guys he's british too which is great uh his name's sam he's this wonderful dude he got me him and my friend seth got me into vampires the masquerade so they got me larping my first larp ever and i had to get it tattooed on me so yeah like uh, i'm major here so but you know what are some of the nerdy fandoms that you are a bit a fan of um so when i was growing up i me and my brother were very much into marvel and he would collect all the x-men comics and i collect all the spider-man comics um so uh love it did love a bit of marvel still do um i really love <laughs> i guess my biggest fandom this is really sad um is uh is labyrinth you know the film yes yeah, I, yeah, I love I, it and it's, it's great and it's always made me want to do like puppetry and stuff as well um and actually, you know, goblins. So it works. It's come. It, it's come. Goblins are just like, that is your, oh my God, it, <laughs> you should totally get like, I, I don't know. Do you have any tattoos? I do. I do. Yeah, I was going to say, you need to get like a little heart tattoo with Saza's face in it, but you need to get it like <laughs> that, like comic book art style of Saza. Like, I would, that's. <laughs> really cool. Yes, um, I love them. I collect loads of stuff to do with, with, um, labyrinth um okay. yeah i've got like yeah lots of stuff that i collected um now was it david bowie himself that like really made you into it or was it just like the jim henson art style yeah i think the style absolutely it's just great and i love that it's got it's it's still like i was my mate was watching it with my um five-year-old recently um and he he loved it as well and i think it's still it's just kind of magical Mm -hmm. depending on whatever age you are and uh, I just I love it and um um there's so there's there's that also back to the future massive mm -hmm. fan of that I do also have loads of stuff that I've collected from that um my brother always um find little funny things to send me in the post little surprise things like um at the moment he's been sending me loads of things from like he-man 80s cartoons so he keeps yes. sending me things from that uh, which I got all over my bag um yeah, I just, yeah, lots of things, really. <laughs> now, when, when you, because you're a Back to the Future fan, were you able to get your hands on one of those, the, the, when they did the, the, the anniversary, they did the Pepsis? 
Yes, the glasses. You've got yeah. one? Oh, Shut up. Yeah, oh. very exciting. That was really cool. Yeah. I, I love how that. excited you just got about that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so excited. Yeah, that was really cool. I went to as I went to Comic Con last time I went, I was dressed mm-hmm. as Martin McFly. Mm-hmm. I was like Martin McFly, because I kind of did like a rocket you know, lady version. Um <laughs> that was great fun. And I've always got that. If there's ever like a fancy dress party, I'm like I'm going as Martin McFly. I've got it. I've got the outfit. I'm ready to go. Um, I went to see the musical recently, which was great. There's Maybe a musical? It's brilliant. It's so good. It's brilliant. Yeah. If it comes to the US, you have to go and see it. It's the best musical I've ever seen. Spam a lot. Spam a lot. Come on. But I was so I was excited, but I was a bit like, I love it so much. Am I going to be like judging this really hard? I'm not going to like it. Okay. It's great. Okay, cool, cool. I I like how they're taking stuff like that because they did Beetlejuice is a musical now. And oh, you didn't know that? Yes, they have a Beetlejuice musical over here in the States. Wow. I went, I saw when I was in uh, New York a very, very long time ago, um, at midnight, I went to see the Evil Dead musical. It was so good. And if you sat in the front few rows, they gave you something like a plastic bag to wear because you got squirted with fake blood. (laughs) All right. So next time you come over to New York, you need because I live in Connecticut, which is about like an hour away from like New two hours, you know, ish. Uh, my friends are going to give me hell because apparently I'm terrible with time, like differentials uh, in navigation wise or driving wise. But like two to one, one to two hours, we'll say that. Uh, and I live in Connecticut. You got to come over here. We'll take you to all of the stuff over here. There's a huge rent fair and all that stuff. I'm telling you, that sounds great. Bob. I'd love oh to my go. gosh. I'm sure it's not as cool, but like you, like I said, you're from the UK, which is like the home of like nerd culture, LARPing, you guys take it to the nth level. You guys are the home, you are the, like the, the, the holy land of like nerd culture. Warhammer 40k is over there. Warhammer world is over there. You have so much art, like Doctor Who, man, like you've got all the cool stuff. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You guys are like, that's where nerds need to go is just like, go to the UK, man. Like you guys are so cool. <laughs> uh, so before we wrap this up, I told you this beforehand, we were going to pop quiz you. Um, I have a, it, we're not going to judge you, but we're secretly going to judge you. Uh, <laughs> a, a series of questions here, just a, just a few of them um, about goblins. Oh God, okay. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I didn't know any of these. I'm not gonna lie. I've been doing D and D for 27 years, and I didn't know it. <laughs> I I knew one, and oh that's about as good as you're gonna get out of it. All right, because you guys use a different system for weight and height, I will accept centimeters and kilograms. Uh, okay. I don't do stones because I can't do the conversion. All right, that like that's just witchcraft right there. Um, so we'll start with this first. At what age do goblins reach adulthood? Fifty-six. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, that that would be the that the, that's almost they're actually when they die. They oh, die at sixty. <laughs> so that would be a terrible adulthood. The average now this is according to wizards. All right, this is according okay. to wizards. This is a, like this is Dungeons and Dragons. The average or the, the goblins reach adulthood at the age of you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Eight. Okay. Eight. You so so Saza could have been like 10 years old 
and which actually checks out for like the my son who is 12 and acts like a little goblin (laughs) there's a a goblin child in Baldur's gate who i also played who's called eight that's his name no way where where is he at he is uh kicking dead body at some point um and yeah (laughs) is he in the goblin camp no i don't think so where is he I haven't, I haven't played, I saw, I've seen him, I haven't played him. So my friend Freya loves um, D&D, she absolutely loves it. She is on a mission to find all 18 of my characters. She's on her own secret quest when she plays. Oh, um, I so love she sent me clips. So I don't know, I have to ask her where she found him. Oh my God, that's, <laughs> I'm going to go find that now. I want to just like, I'll, I'll start a new character just to find that and be like, ah, I'm complete. <clears throat> all right, seriousness, we're serious. We're professionals here. Holly, you know what we're doing. All right, going back to guests. What is the average height of a goblin? Oh my god, I'm so bad at this. Um, oh, I don't even. I can't. Mm. Like I said, hundred centimeters. You're you're in it. You're in your window. Uh, the, so the window is ninety one to one hundred six centimeters for those of us in the United States. That's you know three and a half, three to three and a half feet. Sometimes they say four feet tall. That's the that's the the big ones. That's like okay. that's the tall ones. Um, I don't know. I'm understanding why I got cast. I'm only five foot, so she <laughs> <laughs> Um, what is the average weight of a goblin? Do I have We're to? Not... What am I doing this in? Is this in kilos? What am I doing it? You can do kilos. Just don't okay. do stones. I can't. I didn't. Can't do the conversion for stones. Right, I'm gonna go 35. You're in uh you're a little you're a heavy goblin. The average okay. is 21 to 24 kilos. Okay. Um okay. I'm eating a lot of cakes. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now here is uh, the, the 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 hard question here. These weren't hard, these are really hard. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I was giggling. I'm like, I know none of these, but I'm going to judge her so hard over here. <clears throat> What two creatures, I'll give you a hint, they're animals. Okay. <laughs> do goblins have a near pathological fear and hatred of? Ooh. Are they real animals? They're real animals. Okay. All right then. Um, cats nope. and <laughs> frogs, horses, and dogs. So you were, you were off with one, like you were getting there. You're like, yeah, let's let's pick a domestic. Um, I don't know why they have a pathological fear of these animals, but I need to know why. Yeah, but you know, next time you know when you do decide to do a goblin character, you know, if they they just because there's no doubt in my mind they're going to do a Baldur's Gate four now, and you've got to go be another goblin in there. Now you know to be afraid of horses and dogs, especially when Scratch comes into play. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that's in the game. I never even thought about that. What? Because you can take Scratch as a, a as a companion. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if they put that in the game. Now I gotta go find this out now. God, this yeah. is the problem with this game. <laughs> <laughs> but Holly, it, it has been absolutely amazing to have you on the show. Truly has been a blast. I've loved nerding out with you here. I've loved learning about everything that you know ever went into your character. I love learning, like just geeking out with you in general. Um yeah. But unfortunately, we do have to wrap this up. Uh, so, you know, where can the good people out in Nerd Nation find you? 
Um, so you can find me um, on TikTok. So I'm under at Hobbit Holly, um, or you can find me on Twitter or X, as I think it is now, um, and that's at Holly Michael UK. So you come and find me for a uh, yeah goblin goblin fun. Absolutely, uh, and I, I was now that I know you are playing D and D. I would absolutely love to do a game with you because oh my god, if I could get you to oh my god, all right. I'll take this bit out if I need to, but are you allowed to do the the Sazza voice whenever you want, or is that like copywritten? No, I think so. There's nothing. I got my agent checked with the NDA and stuff, so. And so yeah. you can just do the Sazza voice whenever you want. Or it, obviously, you can't be Sazza, but you can be a goblin voice. Yeah, like I think so. <laughs> I've been doing it on TikTok and stuff. So do, do you? I would do. Do you do it out in public and everything now? Do you find yourself just doing it? <laughs> I'm sorry. I know it's like, let's wrap this up. But I'm like, I, I, I got to know. Like, I promise you. People you, taking too long on the tube. And I'm like, get out of the way. Walk me. <laughs> you find yourself randomly doing it. You're like, you're looking for the milk and everything. Where is it at? <laughs> Maybe I should do it. I'll do it if I go to Comic Con. <laughs> I'm telling you, you you're, this is a missed opportunity if you don't. I, I'm telling you, you got to. Uh, so when is the Comic Con? When is in London, on the I'm going on Saturday, which I think is the 28th of October at MCN Con in London. So if anybody's coming, look out for me. Yes, look for her. I'm <laughs> telling you, dress as Saza. Like people will <laughs> flock to you. I mean, I, ladies and gentlemen, go find this lady, Holly. You are truly a treasure. Like I have had so much fun on this interview with you. This has oh, been an too. absolute blast. Me, I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. You know that. Over showing myself up as not knowing much. <laughs> Look, like I said, in your defense, I have twenty seven years of, which makes me cry a little bit. <laughs> Think about that. I'm I'm thirty seven, so since like I was ten, I've been doing D and D, and I was like, no, nope, never knew that. Never knew. <laughs> So let's go ahead and wrap this up. As always, please like, subscribe, and follow us wherever you're listening to us on podcasts. If you are listening to us on Apple or Spotify, please remember to rate and review. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, so please like and follow us at DNA Pod or on our website, nerddnapod.com. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and I have been joined by the most lovable of all goblins, the wonderful Saza, Holly Marie Michael. Madam, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. I've had a great time. <laughs> Thank you and good night.